Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Wet Paint NYC podcast. I'm Paul Sepeda and I'm here with Ted Wolf, extreme skier, entrepreneur, and CEO of Just Point It. Hey, Ted, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, you made quite the trip. You're coming out from my home state of New Mexico, uh, but you've been um, sort of dancing around uh, Manhattan, and now you finally made your way out to Brooklyn um, over the last few days. So it's great to have you out here. I know that you were a man of many stories, and so I want to get into some of this stuff. But I think, you know, the main thing that you're out here to talk about today is your company, Just Point It. You have like uh, ski apparel, skis, snowboards, that kind of thing. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about Just Point It and how that got started. I know that you started it with your family and that you guys have um, a background of like really ridiculous, extreme skiing, stunt type shit like that. So uh, how'd you get into all that kind of stuff? Well, thanks, Paula. It all started uh, back in New Mexico, as you said. Um, my brother and I were always into skiing, and we grew up together just going around the mountains of New Mexico and trying to uh, push each other to the fullest uh, limits we could. And uh-huh. Sibling rivalry. Sibling rivalry, yes. And in the process, we came up with the idea that, you know, we might as well point it. And... Uh, that was usually our way to get out of trouble or in a bad situation. We'd point it, right? So, so what that look? point it means what? Point it means just, go for it. You know, go for it. Just point it means, you know, give it your all and get get out of there. Sort of you, comes from like just point those skis in the right Just point the skis down do and, you know, yeah, just do it. Let's get out of this. So it usually works out for the best. It can be dangerous, but, uh, you know, we decided we kind of had a crew all develop at one point and it kind of turned into what it is now we're making skis and snowboards in america and we're the only company to be out of new mexico doing that and it's pretty cool and that's kind of been just a dream of ours we never expected to be making skis we were just doing hats and t-shirts and stickers and stuff like that and now we've gone to a bigger league and uh we're kind of just doing a limited amount you know we do 100 pairs a year and we do art and we try to keep them Fresh and different in New Mexico style. Awesome. Yes, yes. I So I know you basically because your brother, Nick, who you started the company with, um, is my cousin's husband. So so I obviously got to, to know him first. And he's um, obviously a, a hell of a sweetheart of a guy. Shout out to Nick. Shout out to Nick Wolf. Um, Nick Wolf. But um, there you go. Got that wolf call. Uh so so I would I would I would see I would sort of like see and hear these stories of you and your crew as you said like you you guys all of you guys and your friends basically just doing these crazy things and I got to know how you guys even got into this cuz it's like literally like jumping off of ridiculous cliffs on skis um and you know just getting that video recorded you know that sort of like Red Bull style extreme ridiculousness My question to you is how how did you guys get into that as far as like, how do you know what cliffs you can actually jump off of that aren't going to completely kill you? Is it even legal? Do you have to get like permits to do this stuff? How does all that stuff go down? And how did it, how did like the first time that sort of thing happen? Well, that's a good question. You know, we, we definitely developed a skill set uh, growing up, being in the mountains and always doing it to uh, it's a calculated risk, I would like to say. 
um, it's not safe always. It's, the conditions can change very quickly. And But living there and doing it for 30-some-odd uh, years, I think I started skiing when I was three years old, maybe even two. My brother was six, five, taught me how. So I learned from a very young age, and I was able to you know, read the snow and the mountain in a way that gives us the opportunity to understand when to go, when's go time, when's no time, you know, and mm-hmm. so point it is definitely dangerous, so you got to be careful, you know, they say con cuidado, where we come from, yeah. because uh, that means be careful, and, but it's calculated risk, I say, I tell people, you know, we, we know what we're doing, it's not the first time, we've jumped off a cliff, so we, we're pretty good at it, and we know, we've been taught, you know, just uh, over the years, but it definitely takes some, uh, experience in that field and you know some people can learn it quicker than others but we uh have been doing it our whole lives but so did it start with like little jumps so it was and you sort of built up and up and up that kind of thing okay so like a gradual progression yeah my dad would take us we started racing when we were young and but but we didn't like it because uh it was too uh confined to just turning gates and you know that wasn't our style so we decided to like start jumping off rocks and little jumps and and, you know, we have elevated to freestyle, and that became more fun. And then the X Games came about with all the uh, half pipe and all this stuff. And we're, we're more extreme skiers. We like the big mountain stuff because we never really had that in New Mexico. It's more Talos was always a place of just uh, go hike up there and find something cool to jump off of. So, you know, that's kind of the background we had. And uh, we never got into the, the park as much, but we like to take it to the big mountain if we can. Very cool. And so, and, and, and it basically was all just for fun. I mean, it wasn't like you guys were, it certainly at least not at first, like being sponsored to do this. I mean, did that sort of sponsorship ever come your way or that, are you guys sort of steered clear from that? It wasn't very popular back then. Um, nowadays it's coming more and more, but yeah, it was definitely kind of uh, an unknown sponsorship. You kind of had to pay your way. We started competing um, about when I was maybe 19 or 20. And in big mountain competitions, you know, but it was, you What's know, a big mountain competition for those who don't know. A uh, big mountain competition is uh, for these guys who come from all around the country. Um, it's an event that lasts about three days, and you compete. Um, it's a three-day event. Every day you got to qualify to the next day, and then the uh, winner take all on day final day. You give your best run on a on a big mountain face, and the judges will you know judge you on five different criteria. And the winner takes the pot, and usually, you know, it's, you can make a little bit of money, and it's it's a fun gig, but it's definitely the camaraderie and the people that uh, really make it the event so awesome. So. And I would think the the thrill of competition. I mean. Yeah, the competition is uh, it's intense. You know, like competing in anything is uh, difficult to do, and skiing was never. We never wanted to compete, really. We wanted to just go out there and have fun. Right, and it that's kind of where point it came about is like, hey, we're we're gonna do the opposite of what you guys are doing, and we're gonna go jump off these cliffs, and now it's become a sport, and like, Red Bull has taken over, and they, yeah, it definitely is extreme. So, uh, it, yeah, it just really came about from being kids and having a good time growing up. Very cool, and that was uh, you guys grew up in Santa Fe, right? In that area. Yes, that's correct. Tezuke and Santa Fe was our, actually Parajito was our. First mountain, uh, Parajito, whoop, whoop, Los Alamos. Anyone knows where that is? Shout out to the mountains. Shout out to the mountains, Sangre de Cristos. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, so growing up, um, and basically, it, so out there, it's like it is. It's the sort of the mountain lifestyle. It's getting out in nature, whether it's hiking, 
you know, in the summer up the mountains, you know, maybe some rock climbing, that kind of thing, jumping off of cliffs into like lakes or streams or that kind of thing. And then, and then in the winter, you know, there's, yeah, I mean, it's the Rocky Mountains, so they're steep, uh, they're steep mountains with sheer faces and lots of drop-offs and that kind of thing. So I could see growing up um, how, you know, especially growing up, it's a bunch of boys, what is it, three brothers? Three brothers, yeah. Three brothers, so always getting into mischief, always pushing each other forward, um, always, you know, setting up crazy stunts and, and uh, seeing who can, you know, catch the biggest air or whatever. I could see how that could develop into something. And it's cool to hear that, you know, you've basically continued it all this time um, from, you know, little kids and, and keeping close with the family and then developed sort of like a lifestyle brand, um, which is what Just Pointed is. Because like you said, I mean, you started out with sort of, you know, like the ski hats and, and shirts and that kind of stuff and sweatshirts. Um, and then you've evolved into these, you know, really beautiful um, boards and skis that can be used. So it's like artwork that can be used. And, and then when they're not in use, you can even hang them on the wall. I've seen a lot of your boards and stuff like that um, displayed that way. And it, it makes for a cool, uh, you know, sort of talking piece. And it's functional, you know. You can pull them off the wall and go tear up some some powder, whatever you want, which is very cool. So it's been so it's been cool to see the development of that. Um, yeah. And you are uh, you're living in Taos now, though. You were in Santa Fe, but you're living in Taos now. And I know you have a a, a, a beautiful newborn baby. What ten months old? Uh, yep, she just turned ten months. And so is that was that what sort of. Uh, was the idea of family that kind of thing? What made you move to Taos, or what had you what had you go up there? Well, Taos is a special place, and uh, I've always loved it for its mountains and its uh, culture. Um, but definitely got taken there via family. You know, um, met a beautiful girl and had a beautiful little baby, and decided that it's time to get out of the big city. I was actually living in Albuquerque and uh, doing movie sets and painting movie sets and doing all that but it was like it's time to push this company more forward and get back to nature and uh Taos is just a much better place for that and I'm just super stoked to have finally made it there yeah yeah and and Taos for um the folks who listen to the podcast who are uh, you know art aficionados art history buffs um Taos has a long history I mean that's of of art and artists going there as a place of sort of like a refuge from the big city I mean that's most famously, I think Georgia O'Keeffe, you know, she went out there to get her, you know, to get some solitude and to reconnect with nature and that kind of thing. And all those sort of famous paintings that she's most known for came out of that. That's Taos. And then there are also, you know, all the sort of spiritualist type folks that say that they can feel the energy out there, um, which, you know, New Mexico in general has a lot of like electromagnetic activity and all that. But they say that Taos has an extra special um, connection with that kind of thing and then you get back to the native you know people who talk about all the history of you know mm-hmm. portals and visitors and all kinds of stuff that happened out there so um, Taos is, is obviously a really cool place and it's it's uh, it's nice that you are both taking the family out there to sort of to have that lifestyle and also it's a great like you said it's a great jump off point for for your business for your company because it's you're in the mountains it's all part of that whole you know scene so you're really you're 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 living the life you're practicing what you preach and you're uh you, you know you're doing it so that's that's cool and you mentioned albuquerque and you mentioned working on film and television so that's another cool connection that we have because as I've mentioned before here, I worked, I was a key assistant locations manager on Breaking Bad for seasons two and three. 
And I only found this story out recently, but uh, around the time that I left Breaking Bad to start heading out east to come to New York, uh, you came on to Breaking Bad. So, uh, so you were working in the art department. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. You're working in the art department, and uh, and we've basically like just missed each other, passed like ships in the night because locations worked hand in hand with the art department. You know, we'd find the location, and then it was you guys' job to make it look. Exactly, you know, make it fit the storyline exactly the way all the details, all those beautiful details, and you only had a, a few hours or like overnight to do it. So, so how did you get into film work out there? You know, because that's so, you know, sort of takes you uh, out of the realm of like extreme sports and that kind of stuff. How did you get into film work out there, and what did you think about it? To tell some stories. Uh, it's funny you say that, Paul, because uh, yeah, when I went into Breaking Bad, um, I actually got recognized on there for tagging on the sets, JPI, right? And it's funny because... So how that happened? Why, why, why were you tagging on the sets? I was tagging on the sets because that's how I got into movie sets, um, was actually doing graffiti. Oh, okay. Art. So they brought uh, you in? I had a buddy. I went in to do a mural um, for a movie. They hired some local guys, and I was one of them. I had a buddy who was already in the business, and he called me up and said, Hey, you want to come do some graffiti? We got this mural project for a movie. They're gonna pay you, you know, whatever for this amount of time. And I said, yeah, great, sure. I need, I can come and do some work. And honestly, I never stopped painting after that. You know, it was like these guys, like, hey, you wanna, you wanna swing a brush? You know how to paint? And I'm like, sure, man. I painted for my dad. Let's, let's do it. And jumped right into a movie set, and off I went. You know, and the next thing I know, ten years later, I was still doing movie set. I mean, I've been doing it for yeah, it's been ten years now, and. I did Breaking Bad and all these crazy movies and and with Breaking Bad, so there was there was a certain point where um, there there's a scene. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong with this, but in season three, you know where Jesse ends up having like these parties at his house. Jesse Pinkman um, ends up having these parties at his house, and people have been like, you know, the place is trash. People have been spray painting the walls and stuff, and so that is what you were brought in to do. In this case, was was to sort of tag it up. And then that's where this conspiracy built, right? Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I had no idea, but you know, tagging these walls and and breaking bad. You just bad, needed something to spray. I, so I just like to tag JPI for just point it, and yeah. uh, that was my tag in a way. So I put it up as much as I could, and honestly, like this conspiracy started that because I kept doing it for seasons. It was season three, season four, season five. Um, I worked on it all the way through, and then and the even in notices these things. And the internet picks up on stuff like this because <laughs> little do you know that they're actually watching the backgrounds of all this stuff, and people are talking. And all of a sudden, there's a, you know, I get a letter from uh, Vince Gilligan, telling me to stop writing JPI on all the sets <laughs> because all these people think that it's Jesse Pinkman Incorporated. <laughs> Or they're thinking Conspiracy. all the conspiracies building. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's crazy. And I don't even know what to do. But I, you know, I even went and worked on Better Call Saul. And I was like, I'm going to keep this going if I can. And eventually I had to stop it. But, you know, it already created a buzz and is impressive. So how that actually all happens in the real world. So you guys in the background there are watching. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for the conspiracy. Thanks to all you conspiracy theorists out there, keeping the keeping the details in focus and keeping everybody on their toes. <laughs> Got to switch up your tags, Ted. Well, that's 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 very cool. That's so cool. So you know, we've talked a little bit about how you got into this into 
the whole JPI thing, you know, into the into entrepreneurship with around um, skiing and that kind of thing, extreme skiing and, and outdoor sports. Where can people find your products? Like, where can people find out more about JPI? Tell them all the spots. Well, right now we uh, we got a website, justpointed.com. Uh, you can definitely find our merchandise online. That's been our main source of revenue like lately. Uh, we do have a couple shops in Santa Fe and Taos that we're selling our equipment, like Santa Fe Ski Tech. That's uh, one in Santa Fe, and then we have a little shop in Taos, and we're actually opening one up in Red River this winter. Where we'll be selling our skis and you know mo- mostly it's uh, word of mouth like a long time i just been selling out of the back of my car and now it's moved into the website which has been great because now i just ship it out and we make all the stuff we try to keep ourselves locally made um it's, uh, you know it's, we're trying to be american made as much as possible and it's been hard to find uh you know all these companies nowadays aren't making skis here anymore and so we make our snowboards in denver from the never summer factory which they're rad. If you guys know who Never Summer is, they're a super cool brand, and you guys should always check them out. They're out of Denver, Colorado, and they're making my skis and boards. And you know, I'm super stoked to be working and making our stuff American, and you know, proud to do that. And you know, our shirts and hats. We're getting we get as much art into our stuff as we can, and use local artists because we gotta support you know our local artists because they uh, need all the help they can get. So we're gonna try to keep them going and. Every year we try to do an art piece on our skis and try to let them pick up art and we'll put it on one of our skis and, you know, try to keep the keep the community alive because that's what we need. And Taos is all about community and art. And you guys have never been, you should definitely come check out Taos because if you're an artist and you're out there, it's a great place to really see some of some really cool stuff. Real great vibe, right? Real great vibe, yeah. Yeah, so folks can find... Um, they can find the boards and everything uh, at justpointit.com. And, and then you're on Instagram, too. What's Instagram? Uh, Instagram is just point it as well. And then on Facebook, it's I think Facebook is the same. Okay, so you got, you got it all wrapped up. It's all just point it. So you can just point it toward justpointit.com and find it all there. We have um, we have a very special guest in the studio. Very <laughs> you want to bring on that special guest? Yeah, bring in our special guest. Came all the way. We have a very special guest all the way from New Mexico. Happiest baby I've ever met, making clicking sounds. Say hi. Say hola. Hi. You want to introduce? <laughs> this is Veda Mae Wolf, the the latest addition to the Pointet family. She will be the all-star, I have a feeling. She's uh, 10 months old. Um, she's one happy baby, and she's just arriving on this earth to show us all a good time. Is that true? If we can catch that laugh, I would love this it. This is the beautiful Betty Coniglia. Hello. <laughs> I am the, the one of the women, women behind the scenes of Just Point It. She's the inspiration ah. behind the snowboards. and oh. uh, I am one of the riders. Ted's taught me well. It's been fun learning from him. (laughs) Do you jump off cliffs as well? I do. I've competed in a few little competitions we have at our mountain, and it's super fun. And the boards he's making are amazing. And they work, huh? They work. They they hold up when you jump off of cliffs Mm -hmm. and stuff? Okay, well, that's that American-made quality. Yes, it is. American true. That's right. Keeping it strong, keeping it local. Yeah. 
We toured, I don't know if Ted had mentioned that we toured the Never Summer Factory a couple years ago to see where the products were being manufactured. And it was, everyone was so cool. And they make skis and wakeboards and longboards and at this point it's snowboards. So they, so they felt like a good, oh, that cute little baby sneeze. So they, so they seem like a good partner for you guys. Oh, there it is. Yeah, they were great. And they employ, you know, 50 Americans to sit there and work hard in, in Denver, Colorado. So it's like you're paying your locals. You trying to keep it in, in, the, in the country, guys. Uh-huh. You know? Everything's getting outsourced these days. Well, so. I love that. I love that. What, what is the most, like, extreme cool story that you can tell me from, from a mountain or from some competition or whatever it is? Or not even a competition. From some day with you and the bros. Oh, you know. I mean, we Give had me a good one. We had we have a lot of good days up there, you know. But oh, let's see, a good one. Fat cave. You know, oh. I, you know when you get to do stuff that you really haven't done before, and obviously doing it with somebody like your brother or somebody or your buddy, it makes it way more special. So you could do something alone, or you could go out there and accomplish something with all your buddies. And that was always kind of how point it came along. Like, let me go show off and let's do this. So I'm gonna do a backflip off this cliff, and you guys gotta. You guys got to watch this because this is going to be the biggest, baddest backflip you've ever seen. And? So and, what was the biggest, baddest backflip you've ever done? Well, the biggest, baddest one I've ever done was uh, off a cliff in Taos. Okay. Off this one clock we used to jump off of all the time. But what, what do you think the height was on that? That's probably about 40 feet, maybe. Okay. You know, big powder landing, though. And one of the better ones. And you're to, actually flipping in the air. Doing a big, big backflip, <laughs> looking upside down and doing the whole, as a... As a guy once said, just go upside down, Shane McConkey, you know? So we kind of. stick the landing? Stuck the landing and then uh, I rolled right out. And I was like, wow, that was a lot easier and, than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but the buildup was uh, scary and, you know, and after that it's been. You know what? That's a, that's a good question. Okay, so you do actually experience fear from what I'm hearing. So it's not like you aren't. It's not like you guys are impervious to fear or danger. Right. Um, you. How, how do you get past that? How do you, you know, because really it is the whole, the, the, the ride up there, the line, you know, getting in line to wait to jump, for your turn to jump off the cliff or whatever. Right. How do you push through that? Um, you know, that's just, uh, we enjoy just, that, that part's the fun part, right? The adrenaline, the, okay. the build so up. like to ride that adrenaline. To get that blood to bubble and okay. to get that fear and then to accomplish that goal of doing something and to conquer that fear. It's the whole that's what makes it all fun and you know worth what we're doing you know like to uh the adrenaline rush just to just to get that is what makes you get up in the morning to get up there to get there early to get for that powder run so but, you, but, but is it is it just that sort of mantra of just point it because i mean because look i don't even ride i don't even ride uh roller coasters because i'm standing in line i'm like why am i doing this I'm going to be the one person, I get up there at Disneyland or wherever it is, I'm going to get to the top of that ride, and that's the time it's going to go off the track. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that goes through my head, so I just don't do it. Uh, I'll get in line, and then I'll get out of line a few minutes later because it's like, no, I'm just not doing that. Now, there are other things that people might say that I do that are crazy and insane or, and aren't smart, and, I can, and I'm, I'm just trying to sort of you know, connect with... Um, with like how you, you know, how, how do you really, what, what is the secret to pushing through for you? I'm sure it's different for everybody. Right, well I guess fear is a state of mind, right? I mean, when you look at fear, everybody has it differently. And we, 
look at fear and that honestly doesn't scare me as much as maybe walking through a new york street you know <laughs> getting on a subway in new york scares me more than Is jumping off a cliff because you grew up on those mountains Ex- so you know yes. you can know if the powder looks you know loose or whatever it is and definitely stuff, so. definitely i mean you, you can you're comfortable you know it's a place where you're still scared but you know that you've calculated your risk and you think that this is going to be okay today because okay. my fear is lessened normally i wouldn't do it here but today is the day it snowed four feet da, da, da. i'm going today and you got to respect the mountain and respect nature but growing up doing that doesn't scare me to do that it scares me more to do other things like you know i'm not the best city person but hey i'm here in the city and it's a great place and i love it i'm glad i made it to brooklyn Okay, well, that, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense, that there's a sense of familiarity and that you've been there, done that before. So, you know, f- you know, 30 feet, ah, what's another 10 feet for 40 feet? You know, and we'll push it again a little more next time, maybe. Well, that's cool. That's, that's definitely cool and interesting. Um, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? I mean, what else, what, what do you have coming up soon? I know you, you'll be rele- uh, releasing boards soon, so people will just have to keep track of you on Instagram and on your website and that kind of thing but what else anything else coming up uh right now right now we're just kind of getting ready for winter you know we're uh you know we like to mountain bike and stuff in the summertime we're trying to get more mountain bike sports uh with point it going but uh right now it's kind of building our boards and building our skis they come out next month and that's kind of getting ready for that trying to get all of our sales lined up and our art dialed in and that way we can just get ready for winter and uh hopefully it's gonna snow a bunch and we can just sit back and hang out in Taos. that's right because a couple of winters ago there was like no snow right and if that happens you gotta kind of we gotta travel a little bit you know i mean obviously we gotta have to go north or go somewhere but now with this little baby in hand we got a little treasure here so we gotta just hope for the best in new mexico and it's kind of our our favorite place to ski anyways so we kind of yeah, that's right, Beta, right? We're talking about you, baby. You're on the air now, girl. I was I was going to ask you about that. because So now, uh, you know, now that you have this little one, are you still doing the 40-foot backflips? Are you still doing that kind of stuff? Or do you have plans to get in the future? How Has she slowed you up at all, or what? Well, you know what? Now that you have these little things, you start thinking a little more about the safety of uh, what you do. But the fact that we are the pointed guys, we can't really stop doing it so we haven't quite got there yet but you know hopefully in the years to come we'll definitely get older and wiser and that's what they say but as of now my older brother's still doing it and he has two girls so way to go nick good good example big guy love you you, buddy but yeah she's uh she's a pointed girl she would expect me not to do anything less and just be careful about dad but point it well i guess that answers my question you're still going for it strong as ever well, that's very cool, and it's it's very very cool to have uh, your two lovely ladies here in the studio with us now, and for you to have come out and made the trek uh, over to Brooklyn, even though you're not a city boy as you say. So we all appreciate it. And once again, everybody, check out Ted and Nick and all the awesome stuff that they're doing um, at JustPointIt.com and on Instagram at JustPointIt and Facebook JustPointIt. And, uh, you know, keep track of that. And, and on those same places, you'll be able to see the, the crazy stuff that they do. You know, some of the some of the extreme skiing. I'm sure there's videos, photographs of big air and people flipping through the air and all that kind of stuff. 
you know, it's a lifestyle and they're living it and they are, um, you know, wanting to share it with you through the apparel and the boards and all that good stuff and all the good times, you know. I mean, you guys can come out and see them do these competitions and that kind of thing too. So keep track of them. They are really awesome people doing really awesome things and uh, you should get in on it. Thanks for coming out, guys. Oh, Paul, thank you so much for having us, man. I couldn't have done this without you. Say hi, Veda. Yeah. Ciao. <laughs> and thanks again to everyone for listening. You can find out more about me and my artwork at wetpaintnyc.com. And there you'll also find artwork from some of our previous guests, as well as stories and events that can bring you closer to the action.